Subhanallah, it is a new year. It is 2023. And this is the first podcast of the year. Alhamdulillah, inshallah, the first of many valuable podcasts for 2023. And on that note, I just want to say if you are new here to Live Inspired with Zahida, a big welcome. I am so happy that you found your way here and may this be of great value to you. Feel free to share this episode and many other episodes. We have tons of episodes here that could be valuable to you, inshallah, with those who you feel might benefit. And if you are a returning listener, then welcome also. I am so happy to see you return. And again, may 2023 bring so much barakah and blessings and khair and goodness into your life. I am recording this podcast with you. <laughs> I feel like you're with me right now because I'm sipping on my favorite Earl Grey tea. For those of you who know me, for those of you who follow me, on my Instagram at liveinspiredza then you know I am a teapot I always have been I think it's going on 25 plus years of being a teapot alhamdulillah so I'm sitting here with my favorite tea Earl Grey tea and for those of you who know me in one of my favorite mugs because honestly the mug that you drink it in matters it it affects the taste of the tea how can it not right let me know if you agree <laughs> you can message me on Instagram and let me know if you agree Today's episode is all about what I learned about myself when my child was bullied. This is a very interesting episode because I'm going to be sharing some very vulnerable things with you and I'll also be sharing some lessons that I took away that hopefully can be of benefit and value to you. Many years ago when my youngest son, uh, my son's name is Yusuf, um, when he was much younger, he was being bullied right but it was one of those situations where you could not overtly tell that bullying was occurring because he was too young to really understand and explain what was happening but it definitely had an impact on him it, it had an impact on his self esteem it affected him for a couple of years to come and i'm going to go into all of that in a bit but i learned some very valuable things about myself as a parent through that process and i also learned some very valuable lessons just as me zahida as an individual and i want to share those with you because i do believe it can be of great benefit to you especially if you are a parent a mother as well but in even if you aren't i know that this will be valuable to you because the lessons that i got from this didn't only impact how i parented in future it also impacts other areas of my life other relationships in my life and yeah without further ado let's get into it so years ago this was quite a few years ago um my son was in a situation where he was being bullied and the bullying was not coming from a peer it was not coming from another child it was coming from a teacher unfortunately now as i mentioned my son was too young back then to really fully understand and grasp what was happening so he couldn't advocate for himself he couldn't obviously tell me how he felt or what was going on i had a hunch though we know our children we know how our children are and i had this intuitive hunch that something is going on and i remember attending one of the meetings with this teacher and noticing the kind of mm, passive aggressive dysfunctional behavior she was exhibiting towards my son and i noticed it but several things happened and i didn't do anything about it and i feel you know 
I feel really bad saying that, but at the same time, I'm going to explain to you why I didn't and how it changed things for later on. And I think that you might resonate with it. The first thing is that it was a hunch. It was an intuitive hunch. And the truth of the matter is I was just scared of, I was scared of being seen as too much or asking for too much or being one of those difficult parents. My social media presence at the time was still growing and I was becoming more and more known. And I had all these thoughts in my head of, oh, they're going to think I'm just this difficult person because I'm on social media and I'm making a big, you know, a big fuss about things and why be so difficult. And it's almost now, you know, we're almost done with the year. And also I was to be honest, gaslighting myself. Maybe there's nothing wrong. Maybe I'm overreading into the situation. Now, generally, I am someone who relies on her intuition a lot. Intuition is a big part of how I make my decisions, a big part of how I live my life. It is one of those things I feel, alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed with you, you with the ability to use it. It is such a game changer. In fact, I have an entire episode on the podcast here dedicated to tapping into your intuition. So if you haven't heard that one, make sure you go and listen to it after this one. So intuition is a big part of my life. Yet in this situation, I ignored my intuition. And here's lesson number one. Lesson number one is that when we have a lot of energetic and emotional entanglement with an issue, it can cloud your intuition. Or even if glimmers of your intuition are coming through, which was definitely the case for me back then, where I did have this intuitive nudge that "Mm, something is not right here. It can make it difficult for you to listen to that intuitive nudge. That intuitive nudge then gets caught up with self-doubt, with self-reproach, with a bit of self-gaslighting. And that takes me to lesson number two that I learned about myself is when you are someone who's recovering from people-pleasing. And of course, alhamdulillah, since then I've come a much longer way in terms of people-pleasing and setting boundaries. I teach on it now. I'm an expert on it now, alhamdulillah. If you've been through any of my programs, then you know that. But at that time, I was still learning the ropes in terms of boundaries, in terms of um, kind of... of of being able to listen to my feelings and make them valid. And when we as parents, when you struggle to validate your own feelings, when you doubt your own feelings, then what happens is you inadvertently, no matter how much you love your child, you invalidate your child's experience. You feel like, oh, I I just overlook everything and I just kind of deal with it. So, you know, my child should too. I, I don't want to make a fuss. I don't want to be seen as difficult. I don't want my child to be seen as difficult. And... That was my second lesson about myself in not speaking up is that I just felt like, was I really valid? Were my emotions really valid? And by gaslighting myself like that, I inadvertently minimized what my child was going through. And I do regret that, but Allah knows best. It's something I recognize. It's a lesson for me. And it's a lesson that hopefully you will take with you as well. The third lesson that I got from all of this was that, um, was how closely the way that you parent is tied in with the way that you do all your relationships. As I mentioned earlier, people-pleasing is not something that is localized to one relationship in your life. If you are a people-pleaser, if you're a person that's really worried about making waves, as I was, you are very concerned with being seen as difficult or being seen as too much or being seen as too demanding to the extent that you actually deprive yourself of your own rights then you then you bring that kind of thinking to all of your relationships right across the board and you won't even notice the ways in which you're doing that these lessons and these 
big awarenesses that I I am now sharing with you, they didn't come at that time. At that time, I couldn't see what was going on. I am now, in retrospect, realizing this is what has happened. Now, that's not where it ends because this pattern showed up again later on. So fast forward. So I didn't do anything at the time and I have regrets about that. May Allah, you know, guide us all to khair. But what's done is done. Maybe the whole point of it was that I could share these lessons with you. Allah knows best. Fast forward to a few years later. Yusuf was now in another school. And this time he was in the same situation. And I thought, wow, is this pattern really playing out again? Subhanallah. And there's a couple of ways that I could have chosen to look at it at the time. The difference, of course, this time was that Yusuf was old enough to advocate for himself. He was old enough to share with me what was going on. So he was having the exact same situation playing out again where a teacher was bullying him um, and bullying other class members as well. Um, but of course, this was about me and my son. And yeah, this was the situation with him. And there's several ways I could have chosen to look at the situation. I could have chosen to look at it as, oh my God, this is happening again. Why does this always happen to us? I could have gone into complete despair. I could have gone into a shame spiral. However, because at this point, I was at a different place in my own self-development journey. At this point, I, had, I was already like, you know, teaching boundaries, teaching people about relationships. I was much more advanced in my career, alhamdulillah. And so I had a lot more experience and a lot more self-awareness, self-insight. This time, I recognized this for what it was, which is, okay, Allah, you're giving me another opportunity to do things differently this time. To show my child that his needs matter. And so the way that it played out was very, very different. So what had happened was even before Yusuf brought his concern to me, I had a very strong intuitive nudge when I met this teacher that, mm, okay, this is going to be a difficult thing. I actually brought it up with the school and, you know, they said, you know, give it some time and so on. I said, okay, going to give it some time. It wasn't long before. And, and for full transparency here, I didn't ask Yusuf, you know, I didn't pry into it or try to project anything onto him. I kind of just backed off and said, let's, let's see how things play out. It wasn't long before Yusuf came to me um, with complaints and he was very upset and, uh, and I could tell. I could tell that things were quite off. At first, I found a way to kind of deal with it and um, this teacher, um, you know, kind of showed me <laughs> that this, you know, the emotional maturity that she had was not the best for the classroom, what, not what I thought was best for the classroom and for my child's well-being. What made it very different this time is that I understood very clearly for myself what was okay for me and what was okay for my child and what wasn't. Another thing that I understood was that everything needs to be age appropriate. So what I found was some, sometimes other parents will say, well, you know what, this will just make my child stronger. Having to deal with this teacher will make my child stronger. I shouldn't have to go in and fix it and save them. Now, when it comes to child-adult adult relationships, so for example, the relationship between a child and a parent, and a parent or a child and a teacher, educator, the power play is always towards the adult. So this is not a level even surface. So had this been happening between my child and another child, my approach 
probably would have been quite different. But because this was happening in a relationship structure where there was a hierarchy, the, the, you know, the adult is the hierarchy here. Um, in that case, to say, oh, my child will just get stronger through this is sort of playing into that old mindset of what we were brought up with, where our parents told us to kind of grin and bear it and just deal with it and allow people to treat us badly and that our feelings don't matter and invalidates us. And that's why many of us like me grew up to believe that my feelings weren't valid, which is why the first time it happened, I invalidated my own feelings and inadvertently invalidated my child's feelings. So I use the protocols that I teach in my Boundaries Evolution program. I use the step-by-step protocol. I did my ego awareness work. I did my muraqabas. I did my grounding techniques. I did my nervous system regulation techniques that I did uh, teach in Handle Your Emotions. And once I had done all that inner work, then... I chose the action. And by the way, this didn't take a very long time because once you start making this part of your daily life, which my students and members do, then it doesn't take a long time to do these things. They become a regular practice, a regular part of your day-to-day life. It's just a way of being. And so then I understood very clearly what action I needed to take. If I hadn't done that internal work, let me just tell you, I quite possibly would have overreacted or reacted inappropriately and reacted from a very ego-based, knee-jerk, wounded place. And that's the thing that happens sometimes as well, is that I see parents um, trying to help their children out, take the recourse that they need to take. And it's coming from a very good place, right? You want to take care of your child. But the parent hasn't done the internal work. So if you haven't done your internal work, what happens is you come from a very wounded place. And instead of modeling for your child, hey, this is how you stand up for yourself in an emotionally mature way. This is how you validate your feelings in an emotionally mature way. You end up kind of showing them this very overreactive or passive aggressive or knee-jerk kind of reaction. So alhamdulillah, having done that internal work, I was able to deal with it, take the due steps, take the due recourse, you know, follow the right methodology. And alhamdulillah, the situation was diffused and rectified very quickly, very easily. And big credit goes to the school also for facilitating that. But a big part of it is you showing up uh, in the way that you need to in order to facilitate that. Right? Had I overreacted with the school and gone off on a tangent, it might not have gone so seamlessly and so smoothly, alhamdulillah. So what I learned from that was that when you have something that comes up and you find that pattern showing up over and over, you can either choose to see it as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala punishing you or you can choose to see it as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala educating you. He is trying to give you chances over and over again of hey come back to me surrender do the internal work do the healing work change your perspective change yourself one of my favorite ayah from the quran is allah will not change the condition of a people until they change what is in themselves when a pattern keeps playing up or showing up in your life over and over it is an invitation from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to do the internal work, to go within, to see, okay, what do I need to change within me? How do I need to show up to the situation differently? What different action do I need to take in order for this to turn out differently? I have to say, since then, I've never had the situation happen before, alhamdulillah, because it's come to a resolution, right? Should something similar happen again? I know I have the tools and the resources to deal with it, alhamdulillah. Now, when it comes to deciding whether or not this 
you know, when you see a pattern playing out over and over, if you choose to see it as a punishment from Allah, it's going to be very difficult for you. Part of ibadah, part of worship is to have and maintain a good opinion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So simply by choosing to see this pattern showing up over and over, by simply choosing to see it as Allah's way of gently education, educating you, of gently nudging you, hey, up-level, grow, heal, expand. If you choose to see it that way, even before you have started that methodology of the inner work, you are already... You are already engaged in act of ibadah simply because you are maintaining a good opinion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's a win. That's a huge win. Everything else is a bonus, alhamdulillah. So these are some of the things that I learned about myself when my child was being bullied. Obviously, every situation is different. Context matters. And this is why I have my Boundaries Evolution program. So that we can look more deeply into these different contexts, into these different situations. On that note, 2023 is a big year, subhanAllah. May Allah place barakah and blessing in it. I will be launching an iteration of Boundaries Evolution that will blow your mind. <laughs> it's going to blow your mind. It is, in short, absolutely remarkable. It's something I have never done before. So it's taking Boundaries Evolution, the existing program, the program that has changed hundreds of lives already i mean if you have a look at the testimonials we give from boundaries boundaries evolution it is just phenomenal alhamdulillah it is taking all of that and taking it a good few notches up to a whole another playing field so if you are ready for an experience like no other which will be the best investment you ever make into yourself into your life into your business into every part of you then you are going to want to know when it's released. In the show notes, you will find the waiting list for this new iteration of Boundaries Evolution. Make sure you're on it because when you are, you will be one of the first to know. Seats are also going to be more limited than last time, this time, because this new iteration is really so phenomenal. And so get yourself on that waiting list so you're one of the first to know because like I said, seats are limited and if this is speaking to you, if this is resonating with you, you want to be one of the first to know. Till next time, lots and lots of love and du'as to you. Let me know if this episode resonated with you. Share it with someone who could value, you know, gain value and benefit from it. Take care. Assalamu